Welcome back to A Sip of Culture. I'm Josh. I'm Hannah, and we're so excited to be able to continue to explore Bulong culture this week. Last week, we mentioned very briefly the Bulong mantra of harmony. Throughout this episode, we will elaborate on traditional Bulong spirituality and how it manifests in their daily life. The Bulong model this belief of harmony after a tree in the village that they call the Tree of the Bee Gods. It's exactly what it sounds like multiple beehives <laughs> living as one on a tree. As the prince explained it to us, just as all bees can coexist in peace on the tree without conflict or strife, despite their reputation as aggressive and hostile, the Bulung must also strive to live in harmony with each other, nature, and the universe. We talked about this mantra when we discussed the various types of tea farming in the previous episode, and how they employ natural, organic methods of farming rather than using pesticides and other artificial means. On to Bulung spirituality. The Bulong do follow a sect of Buddhism that they call Xiaocheng Fujiao, which closely aligns with what we know as Theravada Buddhism. However, in addition to worshiping the Buddha, they also believe in a tea god, which they manifest through their tea trees and pay respects to their tea ancestors, including Pa Ailung, which we've mentioned before and after whom we named our foundation. Each family has one designated spiritual tree called Cha Hun Shu, which they never pick from and believe to be sacred. Just a side note, this is another example of their excellent talent of distinguishing tea trees from each other. But every day, before picking tea leaves, they always pray to the tea gods and their ancestors at their sacred tree. This includes burning incense, placing food, and praying at a wooden tea altar that they sculpt themselves. These wooden altars are very specific and particular. During one of our visits to the village, Ni Xuan, who is a tea farmer that we worked closely with, and his father, who is actually a very skilled carpenter, they showed us the entire process of making these wooden altars. This process is actually a great example of the Bulong mantra of harmony that we briefly mentioned. Their process of chopping wood never involves cutting down or harming living trees. They will only ever extract wood from trees that have already fallen due to weather, decay, or other natural causes. After they've chopped off a piece of wood, they then sculpt it into the unique shape of their tea altars with a machete-like blade used for everything from weeding to chopping wood. These posts come different sizes, including larger, more intricate communal ones for the entire village, to smaller, simple ones for each family. They all follow a somewhat similar design, pointed at the top and rounded with at least two rungs right beneath the top. Handwoven baskets are also tied around the post for food offerings. For the communal posts, they will often have more detailed designs and patterns on each rung. And in April of each year, they dedicate four to five days to worshiping the tea god and praying for a successful tea harvest season. This festival is named Cha Zhu Jie, or Shan Kang Jie, roughly translating to the Tea Ancestor Festival and represents the new year in the Bulong calendar. The festival itself takes place over the course of four to five days in the middle of April, in our calendar at least. At around April 13th to 14th, the Bulong cease picking any tea and devote all their time and energy to cleaning and preparing their altars, temples, and homes for the upcoming celebration. 
Then, on April 15th, they begin to sacrifice their animals. They have a unique rotation system where they sacrifice chickens every three years and sacrifice cows every four years. They never sacrifice both animals in the same year, and so when the cycles overlap every 12 years, they choose one of the two. All of this sacrificing is done in the mountains at the altars we were just talking about. So these sacrificial rites are sort of a communal village-wide event, with many gathering at the altars as seven animals are sacrificed, and with them seven fortunes, one for each animal sacrificed, are produced and interpreted by special interpreters for this ritual. Then comes April 16th, arguably the most important and centerpiece of the festival. Early in the morning, villagers will hike into the mountains again, where they collect seven bamboo baskets of water from the mountain streams. Afterwards, they go to the prince's courtyard where the communal tea altars are positioned upright. Around the altars, villagers, villagers begin to pile sand, which also is collected by each family from the mountain streams. This is actually really, really fascinating because the Bulong believe that every single grain of sand is representative of their age. The heaps of sand are meant to safeguard one's longevity, as represented by the sturdiness of the sand. And so, note to self, the more <laughs> sand that you pile, the longer you live. Yep. So, and this is actually another really important example of the Bulong interconnectivity with their environment and nature. The sand is quite literally a physical embodiment of their life force. After each family has piled their sand, one person will start to pray and recite scripture. With the water they collected earlier that morning, families will then start to use a bamboo straw to drip the water onto the sand. So this water is a form of prayer. Each person has three drops, one to protect the souls of family members who have passed away, another to revere the Buddha and the tea gods, and the last one to protect themselves. Afterwards, they offer food to each other and to the Buddha, which is often done at all Bulong festivals. At noon, several people will wash the statue of the Buddha in the temple in the prince's courtyard, while others hike into the mountains to pray for their mountain and tea gods, which will continue for the next few days. These prayers come in the form of singing, dancing, reciting scripture, and, as always, presenting food <laughs> offerings. At night, everyone scatters throughout the village to go visit friends and relatives. They join each other at their fireplaces to celebrate, drinking tea, enjoying good food, chatting, dancing, and just having a good time. Also something to note is the importance of fireplaces in Bulong culture. Because of where the Bulong are located, in the deep mountains of Yunnan, China, the weather can get quite chilly. Spending days barefoot in the mountains, picking tea leaves, can oftentimes result in sickness due, the, due, due to the humidity and cold temperature of the environment. And so to cope, the Bulong gathered around the fireplace out of necessity for warmth. But slowly it has developed into a symbolic staple of Bulong family and social life. Actually, now they say that if a marriage is not discussed around the fireplace, it isn't legitimate. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> anyway, anyway, back to the festival. Uh, the 17th and 18th are sort of a winding down period where a, it's sort of a continuation of the mix of celebration and prayer that the Bulong have sustained so far. More emphasis is placed on specifically praying to the island mountain gods through offerings and sacrifices. Outside of these strictly defined rituals, this is also a time for the Bulong to take a few days just to spend time with their families, pay respects to the ancestors, and find, you know, harmony within themselves during this brief respite from their hectic routines. 
So this all ties back to the idea of harmony that we've been alluding to throughout. As you can see, the Bulong truly put this idea into practice in all facets of their life, into their tea farming, their spirituality and rituals, their interpersonal relationships, and their inner self. Honestly, we could definitely learn a little something from them in our own lives, not, yeah. not going to lie. Yeah. Um, you know, to just find a bit of peace with our crazy world and, you know, within ourselves. So we invite you also to find little bits of harmony in your busy days and lives until next week when we discuss other rituals and festivals that define Bulong life through the lens of their music. See you then. Bye.